You are listening to She Speaks by the Great Canadian Woman. The great Canadian woman makes waves, she moves mountains, and she blazes trails. This podcast is a compilation of inspirational Canadian women sharing their message, their insight, their experience, and their expertise. and compassion, strength and softness, pride and humility, independence and connectedness. The great Canadian woman unites us by both our similarities and our differences, and this is where we listen, learn, connect and grow. You can learn more about our publishing opportunities, events and how to be a contributor on the She Speaks podcast or blog by visiting www.thegreatcanadianwoman.ca. What an honor to be here. Thank you so much for finding time in your day. I know there's a million other things you could be doing, and perhaps you're doing a bunch of them right now while you're listening. But either way, I'm just so grateful that I have been given this space, this opportunity to to be here and to share one of these ideas that's been seeping its way into my existence. And you know, these are my ideas and my thoughts and my journey, and some of them may resonate for you and some of them may not. And so in my yoga teachings, when I'm teaching or leading a class in meditation or yoga, I love to start with this. And this is this concept of throwing things in the garbage. You know, I'm going to say some things today that may not resonate with you. Please just use your own discretion to just pick up those things that don't resonate and throw them in the garbage. And know that you can also give yourself full permission to go back to that garbage at any time and pick anything out that suddenly you feel like you might actually want or need or suddenly does resonate. So one of my favorite ways to start, because I have learned in my life that giving myself permission to get things wrong, giving myself permission to not agree with everything is how I continue to move forward. It gives me permission to be okay with things in time as they seep their way into my existence. And I wonder if for you, like it is for me, there's a lot seeping into your existence right now. For me, I realize that we're in this current state of chaos, but I also know that great chaos precedes great change. And so in yoga, we think of things in terms of energy. And so where our attention goes, energy flows. And I am shifting my attention, well, to you. I want to shift my attention to you for a moment because I think you, yes, you, can be the next next activist. I think you are absolutely capable of becoming a healing activist for yourself, for your family, for your community, and for your business. Here's how. Right now, as the world shakes with the Black Lives Matter movement, with COVID-19, with now uh, trying to unravel what uh, homeschooling looks like, it's creating a lot of cracks. And I could focus my time and energy into how big or how painful those cracks are. 
I am choosing to acknowledge that it's uncomfortable. I am choosing to feel the pain of the cracks, but I am directing my energy or my attention into where the light is suddenly getting in through all of these cracks. And so within the cracking open that's happening for me, I am in some ways suffering. In some ways, I'm experiencing a lot of fear. I definitely am experiencing discomfort and I'm leaning into that discomfort because I also sense hope and possibility. And what brings me the most hope is you, that you are making time to listen to some inspiring content, that you are taking control of the channels and the noise that you're listening to and who knows what you're going to do with it. That gives me hope. What if we all decided to focus on more light entering than the cracks? I read once uh, very recently, actually, that you're the one that you've been waiting for to change the world. And oh man, did that ever hit me hard? Because as I take you through this idea of becoming a healing activist, it's important to recognize that what that means to you is going to be very different from what it means to you and how it manifests in your life is going to be different than how it manifests in my life because I am not you. My soul and my soul contracts are not the same as yours. Your gifts could be in a courtroom, could be in writing a manuscript or a TV production or writing poetry or music. You could be the next homeschool pod teacher or forest school leader. Perhaps it's gardening, building landscapes, or maybe even in some type of healing profession. Your soul contracts belong to you. But what I know is in order to honor your soul contract, you have to be able to turn up and make decisions from a place of feeling whole. So what does that even mean? What does whole actually mean? Well, we might all have different opinions and different answers on what being whole means. So for me, whole is healthy. For me, whole is looking at things as an entire system. It's looking at myself as part of my community, as part of my planet, as part of an ecosystem, as part of the cosmos. It's this recognition that I am not just an individual system. My system belongs to many other things. And this is very much in line with my upbringing and my my heritage. I am a Métis individual and our, our Indigenous teachers, our elders, they all remind us constantly that nature and life is a hoop and that we are constantly involved in these cycles of interconnectedness. We are all woven together. And so for me, embracing that teaching is what makes me feel healthy. The moment that I start feeling separate is the moments that I start doubting my ability to self-heal. I start doubting my ability that my body can heal itself. When I start viewing um, dis-ease as separate from my emotional body speaking to me, I feel unhealthy. When I view myself as separate, it's where racism gets in. It's where I treat my neighbor differently than I treat my family. And really, again, creating a whole bunch of unhealthy relationships, which leads to depletion. When I look at where we are right now and all of those cracks that are breaking us all open, I see a cycle or a circle built on depletion. Instead of focusing on sustainability or even one better regeneration, 
it's full of a constant leadership of people turning up and operating from places of feeling separate. And that is how I believe you and me can shift things right here, right now. I don't believe there's such a thing as too late. To me, it wouldn't matter if you were five, seven, 12, 22, 42, 62, 92. Any point of taking action is taking action. And any small amount of change can create a ripple of big change. We always say in the yoga world, if you change just one thing, you could potentially change everything. And that brings me a whole bunch of hope and reminds me how important it is to stick to this concept of feeling whole. Now, what does whole really represent? I'd like to show some examples of how it's turned up in my life. When I haven't been feeling whole, I've used things like yoga, meditation, my cell phone, alcohol, food to numb the pain of my feeling body. When I haven't been feeling whole, I make decisions that come just from my mind and negate my heart. When I haven't been feeling whole, I have felt symptoms of dis-ease and been quite sick, both physically, emotionally, mentally, and soulfully. That is how it manifested in my life. A blessing happened in one of the many cracks in my life. At a point of being diagnosed with autoimmune disorders, I dove in with ferocious curiosity into how food was created. And that got me immersed in a system known as permaculture. I'm sure right now you're thinking, what in goodness green earth does permaculture have to do with becoming a healing activist? If you can just bear with me for a few more minutes, I'm gonna show you how and why. Permaculture for me came about because I found problems in our agricultural food systems that I wanted solutions for. I am a very tenacious solution-driven individual, and I could tell that there was a problem with food security, so I wanted solutions. And permaculture comes from this idea of permanent agriculture or permanent culture. It is used to design gardens, and it is used to design farms, and it is for food security, but it is for way more than that. In fact, it's a container, if you will, a container that is a system that if we operate by that system, we end up with some core values that ensure we are always caring for the earth, we are always caring for people, and that we create a surplus for us, for our community, and for the earth as well. If you think of that as your operating container, how would it change how you turned up in this world? Would it shift where fear arises for you? It certainly does for me. Permaculture has those three values at its core, and it is a system of design. It focuses on starting from the ground up. It reminds us to take our time to witness our surroundings and in doing so to notice 
how things interact with each other. And so this is not just about your garden. This could be your kitchen setup, where you have your tea, your knives, your microwave, your kettle. How are they working together in harmony? Do they create more work for you? Are you constantly having to move the same thing to access something? Is there a system that you could implement that would care better for the earth and better for you and create a surplus of energy? It doesn't have to be just in a kitchen. Now, permaculture encourages us mistakes are part of the process. But if we slow down in our actions, then our mistakes become easier to shift and move around. Above all, no matter what's taking place, we take responsibility. Now, this is one of my favorite words because we all have the ability to respond. It is a choice in our given right of free will to exercise a responsibility when we take responsibility for our systems, we can create any system that works from us and can definitely help us operate from a place of feeling whole and healthy. When we want to think about health, if we look to nature, we notice that in agriculture, long rows of similar crops require heavy fertilizers and heavy insecticides or pesticides to help keep them healthy. And yet, when we look at our regular everyday garden, if we're constantly putting in just pretty annual flowers year after year, we also end up with pest problems. There's lots of watering required, lots of weeding labor, but a forest doesn't get help from anybody and somehow manages to continuously tick on over and over and over again. In fact, that's how permaculture got started out of Australia with David Holmgren and Bill Mollison. I have learned from their lineage through, day, through Rob Avis and Starhawk, and these teachings continue to empower me on how they turn up in the natural world and one step further in our personal worlds. In permaculture, we value diversity. When we bring that into our emotional state, we can value diversity. That means that we are not meant to have one layer of feeling. We are not meant to only ever feel happy or joy and, and comfortable. In fact, we wouldn't have so much poetry, music, and art if we were only ever meant to experience a few emotions. Anger and sadness and melancholy, they are all part of the spectrum. And we don't have to choose to dwell in any one of those places, but we can allow that diversity to flow through us. And when we value diversity in ourselves, we're able to compassionately value diversity in our neighbors and in our communities and in the earth itself. When we find our edge, when we look to areas that we come up against other people's systems. Now, this could be the edge of where your kitchen meets your living room, where your front door or your driveway meets your neighbors. It could be where your backyard meets the forest. There is always a surplus of energy where two systems come together. When I look at us as a whole, I really feel we can create a surplus of energy when we bring together the mind, the body, and the soul. Before we take on any design practice, whether it's your kitchen, your bedroom, or out into nature, we look at water, where is it coming in, we know we need to access it, and what's the structure that's either in the way or acting as our shelter, and where is our access to that structure. 
So if we were looking at our bedroom, we will need a drink of water or we'll need to brush our teeth. So we need a clear access path to and from the bathroom. And the structure would be perhaps our bed or the room itself. When we look at a garden, we could be looking at rainflow. We could be looking at a river. We could be looking at um, overflow from a road. We could be looking at a house. We could be looking at a barn. And we could be looking at roadways. But what about within ourselves? What if our mind was the access point, our body was the structure, and our soul was the water? I truly believe that when we bring all three of these components together into soulful alignment, we are able to operate from a place of feeling whole. So how do we do that? How do we find our way to being in mind, body, and soul alignment? Well, I can't answer that because it's different for you than it is for me. But here's what I do know. The answer is inside of you. Yes, you. You have all the answers absolutely within you. I am not a fan of the word healer because I'm not the one who does the healing. You are. Now, certainly we need guides. We need guides to set our bones so our body can self-heal. We need guides to help us through mental shifts and emotional changes. And perhaps we need guides to help us bring in mind, body, and soul alignment. But when we learn to give our mind a little bit of a backseat and trust our feeling body as a form of communication, we begin to hear the whispers of our soul, which is directed from spirit and brings us to our soulful knowing, our soulful purpose. When we are in soulful alignment and we are acting from soulful purpose, we are full of energy. I love to look at this and how we get there, knowing that we live in a world that encourages us to push harder, to be more, to do more, and very seldom encourages us to slow down. It's really in that slowing down that we actually are able to create. And that is a permaculture practice. One of a permaculturist's best tools is the hammock. Sit and observe. We need to be able to slow down so that we can discern if we are avoiding things or if we are actually working hard to feel our way through things. My soul's journey is to build an army of love. That is what I am here to do. And you are one of those incredible souls choosing to step up in the name of love. Loving yourself is absolutely the very first step because when you are full of love, you radiate love, you give love. I'm not all about love and light. It takes an immense amount of soulful action, but love is the starting place. I believe in creating a replicable model of community, of living life as a whole and working together. I believe in showing the framework and that by doing that, I can empower everyone as a healer to help and maintain this model, this way of living. You see, my ancestors, as told by Jean Tillet in the Northwest is Our Mother, they created settlements and they worked together in harmony as an organization. They put the earth first. They respected the land, but they also respected one another. And I believe as we go forward into more of this greater chaos, that bringing things down into smaller, sustainable systems is the definition of resiliency. And from there, we will really, truly embody feeling secure. 
I honestly believe that you can be an activist. I believe that activism, by definition, is bringing about organized change, organized change to achieve a goal. And if your goal is to heal yourself, then you will turn up in your business with your partner, with your family as an empowered heart-centered leader. And that will create an organized change, an organized course of action where we no longer operate from a place of fear or lack, but instead we operate from a place of sustainability and regeneration. Thank you so much for taking time to be with me here today. I believe that you are the answer. Whatever you get up to, please stay curious. Please stay open to believing that the wisdom is within you. The answers are in you, and I believe in you. Thank you so much for tuning into the She Speaks podcast by The Great Canadian Woman. Remember to subscribe to the show on your favorite player so you don't miss a single episode. And if you love what we're doing here, we would be so appreciative if you could leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes. And if you want to connect with today's guest or become a guest on the show yourself, head to thegreatcanadianwoman.ca forward slash podcast. Until next time, make waves, move mountains, and blaze trails.